It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. It's Josh and Jilly, and we've got to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com. Sent uh, an email today to Mr. Dr. Busby, and I said, look here, friend. I'm going to need some more Busby because Luther chomps it down like it's candy. He's like, I need more, Dad. I need more Busby, more Busby, more Busby, more Busby. He does so well on it, in fact, that we decided we're going to go ahead and do the uh, the two Busbys a day. Yeah, now, for his he's, weight. He's right on the cusp of the weight. He's you know? right on the cusp of the weight for everything. I know. So we're going to try this one, and we're going to give him two just so he's, I mean, he just loves it. It's like his crack. It's like cocaina for the, uh, the puppies. But uh, Luther loves it, and your dogs will love it as well. So what I would do is is I would urge you to go to toegrips.com right now. That is toegrips.com and use the promo code LUTHER. That is L-U-T-H-E-R, LUTHER, and uh, get 10% off of uh, of the great supplement from toegrips.com. That is the Encore Mobility. It is a green-lipped muscle New Zealand deer velvet supplement. Apparently, like this New Zealand deer velvet, like the combination of these things, you don't find them anywhere. Dr. Busby is just a magician and has figured out how to save the day for your pups. So, fire were you, I would uh, go to the website right now. That website, of course, is toegrips.com, toegrips.com, promo code LUTHER, and that will save you 10% off everything at the site, by the way. Everything at toegrips.com is 10% off if you use the promo code LUTHER, L-U-T-H-E-R. That is toegrips.com. Dr. Busby is awesome. We love her. You'll love the stuff, too. Toegrips.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy hi, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly today. Glad you guys are hanging out with us. Howdy. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. Glad to hear it. Just started raining here a little while ago. Just coming on down. I got a new pair of glasses today. I like them. Well, I, I'm glad that you like them. I'll post a picture on the, the social so everybody can see. But... Um, I went back to my traditional kind of glasses, different color. They're more of a gray. They're gray translucent. They're very nice. But I have retired the Johnny Fevers for now. For now. Just to be very clear, because uh, I've been talking to Maddie T about pumping out some other glasses for me. But it's weird because they're kind of smaller than the other ones. So I'm not used to seeing the rim around my glasses anymore. So like just a second ago, Somehow the like the left side of my glasses, the rim made me think somebody was opening the door. Like I saw oh, something dear. in my peripheral, so I'm like, oh god. Um, <laughs> That's it would, not good. It, I was really trippy. And then my prescription's a little bit stronger than it was before, so I'm in that kind of stage right now where I'm like, shit, damn it. The adjustment stage. That is the stage I'm in right now. But uh, hey, what do you what are you gonna do? 
But we welcome you into the show today. We're glad you guys have been enjoying it. Uh, a lot of people have been enjoying uh, the fact that we haven't been on Twitch. Uh, and I feel like you're getting a better show. If I'm being honest with you guys, I think you're getting a better show. I think so, too. And I love our Twitch people. But we had this discussion. Like, I don't know if whoever's listening to this podcast really cares what the people in the chat have to say if they're not in the chat. I, that could be true. And maybe we're going to do more of a an event for Twitch. I know we said, nah, we might just do YouTube. But maybe we do stick on Twitch. But we only do, like, a drinking show a couple times a month. And then it's a big it's a big event. I think we might. You don't get sick of seeing us every day. I think that's uh, something to be said about that. Now, let's kick things off today with checking out the talkback. we got to come up with a clever name for the talkback. We do. But as of right now, it's just the talkback. Let's see. And I'm going to have to find a better bed for it. Like This one's real. I mean, what about just like just thoughts? Just thoughts. That's something. If you guys want to send in suggestions for the name of the talkback, uh, feel free to submit Basically them. Basically, want you to do everything for us. Yeah, name you know. the show. Name the talkback. Hey, we listen. have no creativity. Nope, that's not true. I'm gonna end up naming the show whatever I want to name the well, show. I'm and aware. But I'm, you know, I just Open like to suggestions. Yeah, I'm, I like to get the interaction from the audience on all this. One day, like DJ Gru should just flood our talkback like we do to his. We should. Like, revenge. Like, why do we have 37 new talkbacks? Oh, oh, they're all ran, they're all Sammy Sheets and <laughs> Wah Wah Willie, uh, but we got a couple of them today. Again, you can leave us messages on the Talkback using the yeah. iHeartRadio app. Just hit the little microphone when you find the Josh and a Show podcast. The podcast is the one with the pink and black and teal logo because there's like eight Josh and a Shows. That's why we're changing the name of yeah. the podcast yeah. uh, to differentiate. But uh, again, you go to the uh, podcast page, you click the little microphone at the top, and leave a thirty second message, and you can do it any time of day. So if you're watching a ball game and something happens and it pisses you off, you get rid of it. You, you say, I'm going to it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of these thoughts right here. Uh, or just whenever. If you're drunk, you're high, stoned. Sober. Whatever it is. Watching sports, hanging out. If you have a thought, leave it for us. And uh, we'll play them for you here on the Josh Ennis Show. And that's how we're going to kick things off today. Let's go. Yo, Josh. Second try. It's Harold from Kansas City. I think a good name for your podcast would be They Just Don't Know Jis. Let me know. They Just Don't Know Jis. I was considering They Just Don't Know. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a possibility. This is very uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm-ish. Very. This music. All right. Message number two. Josh, you're a fat bum, but you're kind of cute. Sup, boy? Where you at? <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a lot of the messages we get. Here. I like it. I, I, don't, I like the randomness of this. And I am kind of cute, especially with my new glasses and my haircut. So thank you. I look a little less lesbianish, according to, or old lesbianish. I got home from work late and flipped on the Sixers game to check the score. And God, now all I want to do is go out and slam my dick in a car door. <laughs> Fuck, I hate this team. I don't even like basketball. <laughs> That's a good one. That, I, made, that made me giggle. I just want to slam my dick in a car door. 76ers basketball. Yep. Like, clap your hands, everybody, for Philadelphia 76ers. So Harden uh, was hardened again last night. I, I Like, again, people were ripping me in Houston for saying I kind of feel sorry for him. Like, I don't feel sorry for him because he's making $44 million a year. 
but he ain't it, Chief. He can't play. Like, he's fine. Like, if you looked at his stat line last night, you got 20 points, 9 assists. His stat line would have been great for, like, Kyle Lowry, but not for a dude making $44 million who's the only, like, the biggest star on a team. He's supposed to be the running mate of the best player and the MVP of the league. And you would think if the MVP is out, maybe he could pick up some slack and carry you. But he couldn't carry the Rockets in these games whenever he was at his prime. So why would people assume he could do it now when he's not clearly in his prime? Onward. I'm not surprised at all by the Sixers. It's because James Harden is a stat sheet filling loser like Kamala Anthony. Ah, that was uh, that was Clanton on the uh, on the talk back. He is a stat sheet filling loser until I got a job with the team, in which case he was no longer a stat sheet filling loser. He just wasn't. And finally, this one from today, 1.48 p.m. Nothing. Okay. All that. For Someone what? spent 20 seconds saying nothing. So maybe they didn't understand how it worked. So there you go. You can leave us messages anytime you'd like. All day, all night, doesn't matter. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just hit that little microphone on the uh, iHeartRadio app on the Josh and a Show uh, podcast page, and you are good to go there. All right, what is going on in the world today? I'm going to start here because I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off that Dylan Brooks is suspended for the Grizzlies game uh, on Saturday. Now, I get it. A lot of our audience doesn't give a fuck about what happens in basketball games, but I'll tell you this. Well, I mean, I two love... of these talkbacks were about basketball, so... That's true. That's true. I got to stop uh, assuming that my audience doesn't give a shit about things because of the people in the chat. Love the people in the chat. You're our core people, and we love you. We love you dearly. But uh, I give a shit about the Memphis Grizzlies. That's my squad. It's the playoffs. The series is tied at one. And uh, the league just bent the Grizzlies over by suspending Dylan Brooks for a game because uh, Gary Payton's kid broke his arm on a hard foul. It ain't like the foul itself like he be swatted and broke his arm or something guy fell after the foul broke his damn arm and because of the injury they suspend him uh they the same type of foul well, I mean, like, there, there was a swat to be fair so oh he I, did I, I but he did get... like it's not like he broke his arm on the swat he broke yeah. his arm because the guy fell down and he tried to catch himself and he broke his arm like i'm not even overly pissed that they gave him the flagrant two in the Me neither. it was I'm the like, right okay. call totally you know? fine but then for them to suspend him for the game. Because bullshit. Steve Kerr Absolute cried a little bit. Bullshit. Steve Kerr cried about it. That fucking fraud, Draymond Green, whined and played victim. And uh, basically it comes down to the fact that these guys whined about it. Warriors are a glory team and nobody gives a shit about Memphis and the league doesn't care. So they suspend the guy. It's bullshit. And, the, and I'll tell you this. I've discovered that m- maybe the most insufferable fans on the planet, uh, they might be Warriors people. These Johnny-come-lately douches that uh, want to come at me on social media about about oh it's a dirty play should have been suspended more than that and uh, Draymond shouldn't have even been kicked out Draymond's the dirtiest player in the NBA and gets away with murder most of the time he's a joke in terms of that and uh, these people are saying that uh, Dylan Brooks is evil listen let me tell you something in this it's a bullshit suspension. Should he have been kicked out of the game? Yes. Because what I think happened in that one is right on par, if not worse, than what happened with Draymond. Totally cool with it. Yeah. I got it. I understood it. But you can't tell me that Draymond Green commits a flagrant two and doesn't get suspended a game, and Dylan Brooks does commit a flagrant two and does get suspended for a game. Because I, I think technically the suspension is due to, um, I forget how, I can find the exact wording. Continue, I'll find it. It's Either way, it's bullshit. It's abs- It's a joke. And I see people, well, one guy got hurt. Yeah, he, like. That's literally what it comes down to. 
But it's bullshit. Because he got hurt. But it's bullshit. Guys get hurt on common fouls. What if a dude just blocks out too hard or something or steps on a guy's foot and he falls down and rolls his ankle and he's hurt for a like it it cannot that cannot be the way this works. Oh, because a guy got hurt as a result of a play. It'd be like in the NFL, you hit a guy too hard and uh, he got hurt from you hitting him, therefore you're suspended. Shit happens. That's the way this works. It's sports. People get hurt in sports. People are at, like, like if you play a physical game, and that's the playoffs, the game is more physical in the playoffs. Guy commits a hard foul. Guy gets hurt. So you mean to tell me if he commits that hard foul, but the guy doesn't brace himself, just falls on his ass and doesn't break his arm, that's the determining factor between whether or not a guy plays in a game or not? That's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. It's stupid. And, and if you watched Inside the NBA, like, they were asking Chuck and Shaq when Steve Kerr was talking about, oh, you know, they broke... Dylan Brooks broke the code and Chuck's like, no, he didn't like he didn't try to hurt him. And they got to teach these guys how to fall because had Gary Payton, the second not tried to brace himself and land on his arm, he probably wouldn't have broken. And listen, by nature, a lot of people are going to brace themselves. That's how I broke well, my wrist the five minutes I played football I mean, once I tried to break. Chuck was saying, though, was like, you got to teach these guys how to fall. I get that, and that's fine. You can teach people how to fall all you fucking want. When you're in the heat of the moment, I don't think you're like, hey, I'm, well, I'm flying through the air because the guy fouled me. I can land on my ass so I can try to catch myself. I think just by your nature, you're going to try to catch yourself. And I get that, but again, that's all to the point. Like, if he lands a different way, he doesn't break his elbow. Then is Dylan Brooks not suspended? That's my point. If he doesn't break a bone, the guy's not suspended, and that cannot be it because the injury itself can like well, like there, there was a play earlier in the playoffs with Chris Paul. Chris Paul clearly angry because the Suns were getting their asses whipped by the Pelicans. Guy makes a steal. He's going back the other way, and Paul winds up and just whacks the dude in the skull. Didn't even get a flagrant two and kicked out of the game, let alone suspended. So. According to ESPN, the actual suspension is uh, for unnecessary and excessive contact resulting in substantial injury. But the contact is not what caused the injury. That could have been a common foul and a guy can fall and break his arm or break his leg or whatever. It's bullshit. But again, and I'm not sitting here trying to play Grizzlies fanboy over this, but you got Memphis or San Francisco. What does the league want? You got Steve Kerr or Taylor Jenkins. Who's the league going to listen to? Steve fucking Kerr. You got Draymond Green or Dylan Brooks. Who are they going to listen to? Draymond Green. It's bullshit, but it's obvious what it is. That's why I find it comical that these that like uh, the last couple of nights I've seen people on Twitter these Golden State jabronis and their whole take on everything is they, uh, the league clearly wants the the Grizzlies to win why why would the league want Memphis to win and then some guy comes at me with some weird statistic about how Memphis is the seventh largest city in the south and so fucking what it's media market 50 Nobody cares about Memphis. It's the smallest market in the NBA. Nobody cares. So, like, the idea the league is trying to rig it for jaw is hogwash. I saw people uh, after the— Especially, I mean, especially— It's just stupid. When you think, like, look at the teams left. Like, Golden State is the team. Like, that's the popular team. There are no Lakers. There's no Knicks. There's, you know, nothing like that. Warriors— that's the money team. It's bullshit. And I'm not I'm not going to be conspiracy theory guy here, although I could be conspiracy theory guy and tell you that the league clearly does wants no part of Memphis in that. If you're going to suspend one guy, and I get that in your rule book, it's a stupid rule and it needs to, to go away. But the fact that like you can't determine or you can't help. Now, if you would have swatted the guy's arm and the swat that you delivered to his arm was so forceful that you broke his arm, 
like John Chaney's Temple player did that time, then okay, I'd say cool. But fouls happen in the course of a game. What if a guy doesn't commit a flagrant two, but the guy is going for a layup, it's a hard foul that's not deemed excessive, but the guy falls wrong and breaks his arm. Should he get kicked out of the, the, the JB suspended for that? No. And I saw some bullshit story written by somebody from SI that said the league's got to focus more on player safety and they've got to have more suspensions for these injuries. Then you know what? If the league needs to focus on player safety, then have assholes like Draymond Green who kick dudes in the balls and play dirty. Like they, they, everybody talks about player safety. Player safety in every sport, the players love to step up and say, we need to be protected. We need to play safer and blah, blah, blah. Then they get out there and they play dirty and they're doing anything they can to win. They are they, they play the sympathy card too much for themselves. They're, I, oh, I can't hate. I cannot stand well, least, it. I just want the Grizzlies to beat these guys. Just destroy them. I hate them all. Or at least be consistent. Like, it shouldn't come down to, and we've been saying this, like, oh, just because he got injured. If you're going to have a flagrant two result in a suspension, then that should be the rule. Correct. Kick him out. Suspend them. It should be a flagrant two is a suspension the next game. Yeah. Then it should be the universal like, so Who was it? It was uh, uh, Brandon Clark that got hit in the face and then and then uh, then pulled down by his jersey. Yeah. But so you mean to hurt. tell me that if the guy would have fallen down and, and broken a, his tooth because... Oh, now what, let me ask you this. What if he got hit in the face and he just chipped a tooth? What if he broke his nose but could still play? Would you suspend a guy then? I mean, the guy ended up with an injury, broke his nose. Would you take him out then? What if when he swatted the dude in the face? What if when Draymond swatted him in the face, guy gets his front tooth knocked out like it's a damn hockey game? Then what are you going to do? Do you suspend him or are you going to say, oh, he can play with no tooth, so then Draymond plays on? Oh, it God, it's enraging. No it, it is no enraging, sense. and I'm done talking about it. It's bullshit. Well, I'm hoping we get our, our man, Steven Adams, back. Yes, He's fucking the, Rona got the man. Like, he couldn't have got the Rona in the first series against Minnesota when they weren't playing him because it was a horrible matchup. Like, you couldn't have got the Rona then, Steve. <sighs> and also, why is health and safety protocol still a thing? Yeah, it's stupid. Just play. So we'll see if he's going to be eligible to be. You back know what on I feel? If, if guys are kicking players in the balls, they don't care about health and safety. And There's Steven a hot Adams take from about, Josh Ennis. Stephen Adams knows about that. Dray, uh, Draymond Green kicked the dude in the balls. If you're kicking other dudes in the balls because you're an asshole, then I don't want to hear you talk about your player safety. All right, I'm done with it. And then the guy got, uh, I'm not done. Then he flips the crowd off against a $25,000 fine. And we're supposed to sit here from that audio we played yesterday of, um, of JJ Reddick and be like, well, you know, fans are mean. So and they're assholes. So he flipped them off. They deserved it. Oh, I, you know, I'm not getting into it again. We talked about it yesterday. He did get his $25,000. And fine. according to him, he's rich and it doesn't matter. Good. Good for you. Okay. I'm done with it. Other stuff going on. Is that game? Is that Grizzlies games on what? ABC tomorrow? Uh, it's Saturday, but yeah. That, oh, I don't even know what day it is. Like I, I've lost Monday track. And, yeah. Okay. Well, at least then maybe they'll actually show Draymond being an asshole because TNT. We're they did not. They were like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, today is Cinco de Mayo. Yes, it is. And uh, I saw a story, and we talked about it on the radio show today. And this is interesting now, and we talk about this all the time. Somehow Mexicans are the only group of people that it is uh, that we are allowed to make fun of, or Hispanics in general. Hispanics in general, right. But because it's Cinco de Mayo, we think about Mexico. But here's a story for you. Is it offensive to dress up in a sombrero or poncho for Cinco de Mayo? That's the question. In a recent poll, 51% of Americans said it's fine, and only 14% said it's inappropriate. So only 14% of the people in the country, if you believe this survey, 14% of them say, yeah, it's inappropriate to put on a sombrero and a poncho and say, yeah, 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 and uh, for Cinco de Mayo. The Anti-Defamation League, though, says it is not acceptable to do it. But I bring this up because... 
Mexicans, if we want to look at Cinco de Mayo, Hispanic people in general, they are the only group that you are allowed to make fun of. And everybody just kind of universally accepts that you're allowed to make fun of them, right? Like if if it were some sort of Asian Freedom Day, yeah, I couldn't walk around, uh, you know, doing that the, the uh, Yuli Guriel slanty eyes, no, and and look like uh, you know one of the, uh, the the depictions of Asian people in the, uh, the the old Looney Tunes cartoons. I couldn't do that, right? That would be uh, unacceptable. You can't do Asian voices either. You can't do the Asian voices. I can't walk around dressed like a fucking geisha to celebrate. And guys, we're doing sake. Like that wouldn't work that way, right? But you can do it for Mexican people. You couldn't like if it were if it were Juneteenth, I couldn't just throw on a dashiki and walk no. into work and say, "Hey, hey." They'd say, "No, you're an asshole. Well, you're out of here. You're fired." And first of all, you don't have work on Juneteenth. That is a national holiday now. Correct. But the day before or the day after to celebrate and show my solidarity, what if I walked in and I put on a giant fro wig and put on a dashiki and said, "Guys, I'm down with the cause. Let's have uh, delicious treats and celebrate." No, they'd say, "Fuck you." That wouldn't end That's well. racist. Yeah. If you do it for any other group, if you know, we said Asians, we said black people, if you go down the list of groups, it would be considered offensive. Yet, with Mexicans and Hispanic people, it's totally fine. And my reasoning that I believe this is that I don't think Mexicans give a shit. Mexicans have a good time, They can right? take a joke, I think. Like, Mexicans just want to party. Correct. And Mexicans are a good time and Hispanics are a good time. Take our friend Martin, for example, at his wedding. He is a, a, a Honduran Mexican American. Oh, there were so many jokes. <laughs> He's married to a gringo, and at their wedding, the the gringo's uh, mom or aunt or somebody is talking at the you know like they're giving speeches, you know. And this was at the rehearsal, not at the actual wedding, I think. Though the actual wedding, I was miserable because I was sweating yeah, the whole no, damn this day. Was, this was the rehearsal dinner. So at the rehearsal dinner, she gets up there and starts talking about how. Well, we used to keep a lot of uh, nachos at the house for Martin because Martin loves nachos, right? And yes, he does, but it does sound kind of effed up whenever you say, hey, the Mexican guy likes nachos, right? Like, it does sound kind of effed up. They did also get him a mariachi band for the actual wedding, if you recall. Yes. They surprised him with the mariachi band. So, like, but that's totally okay. Like, can you imagine, like, well, we saw an example a couple of weeks ago with that wedding where, like, the white chick has the black dude on a dog chain, on a collar, and the whole world's like, man, this ain't right. Can you imagine if somebody would have got up there and made some sort of, you know, references to stereotypes about black people in an interracial wedding? I mean, it'd be a disaster. But like we we you know we've talked about this. We've got multiple Hispanic friends. Like Martin's one of my best friends. He's on my Mount Rushmore of friends, right? I grew and, up in a neighborhood where I was like the only white chicken. It was all like Mexicans, right? And so. I'll, I'll tell you this: we all got together, and at Martin's house, we would watch Selena. And we would quote Selena, and I'd be on there like, these bumpers was pulled up with the bus of Selena. And nobody's offended by it. Or, you know, Mr. Brock Osweiler. Mr. Brock Osweiler. Oh, God, well, he did that. And that was in Houston. I was talking to program director Jonathan today, and he's like, you know, you may want to be careful about that kind of stuff because it could be deemed offensive. And I'm like, you were the one telling me to, to be more aggressive on the air. I'm doing a bit where I'm saying that Mexican people get the short end of the stick, and now I'm fucking racist. Uh, but in Houston... All Hispanic people, like 90%. I'm on the air doing Mr. Brack as well. Fooling it is me, my girl. All that, and their people are laughing their asses off, right? Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's right. laughing. Right. I do it here, and everybody was laughing, I guess, well, except honestly, program probably, director Jonathan. If anyone was offended by Miguel, it was probably like a white girl. Probably. That's how most things go, because most people aren't offended unless they feel they're forced to be offended by their group. 
So the only acceptable groups to make fun of apparently are Hispanic people and white people. And white people you'll always be able to make fun of and do like the white girl voices and, hey, can I get my mocha soy latte? And can I get this? And with Mexican people, it's like, ha ha, fooled again. And you can put on your sombreros and dress like, uh, you know, speedy gonjuales and all this and everything's fine. But they're the only group that that's allowed. And that was the point of the talk today. And of course, you know, program director Jonathan's like, I don't know, man. I don't want to get into a situation where we get people complaining about it. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I was I, like, only I could get in trouble for legitimately saying, hey, why is it that there's one minority group that the whole world is completely comfortable making fun of? In fact, 14% of those people surveyed, or I forgot what the actual, let me see the number one more time. The number was only 14% of people surveyed said that it was inappropriate to wear a poncho and a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. And for what it's worth, I don't think it's inappropriate, and I don't think Mexican people think it's no, inappropriate. Again, that 14% is probably white girls. But my point being in all Although of this... they're also dressing up with their sombreros and their ponchos. My point being, though, is that if 14% of the people surveyed in this say that it's inappropriate, that means that there's like 86% of the people in theory that are kind of like, nope, I'm cool with it. Well, no, if you read that study, it said... 35% weren't sure. Okay, well, weren't sure people are the biggest dopes on the planet. Make an assessment, please. <laughs> but my point being in so all yes of this no is that, like, that means that the majority of people involved in that survey, I mean, 51% said it was fine. That means that at least half of the people surveyed are kind of like, oh, well, we can make fun of Mexican stereotypes and get hammered and have a good time? Sure. But as we said, if you said the thing, uh, anything about Asians, you said anything about black folks, it would be a federal case. I'm just trying to understand why it's acceptable, like why Mexican people. I get why white people are acceptable to make fun of. We're evil and we're the devil and we're the root of every major issue that's ever occurred. And we are why there is unrest and oh God, the white people are terrible. But why the Mexican people? Why the Puerto Rican people? Why the Dominican people? Why are they okay? That's all. These are my questions. Like I, I love sitting around with like, with uh, our, our friend um, who married a Hispanic gal. And the Hispanic gal that used to hate me. And then we became like the best of friends. Yep. You know how we bond? We quote Selena and La Bamba. And, I don't, I, and we do it in an accent. It's true. Like she hated my guts forever. And then I think what really brought us together was just watching Selena. I think it really changed the game for us. We sit there and then these bumpers was pulled up by the bus of Salinas. Man, he says Salinas with an S, man. It was weird. Or then La Bamba, of course, you've got, uh, you got Bob, you know. Um, what my first or my last you know you get all that shit and that's totally okay but can like you imagine doing like you walk into work like doing the old school depiction of like asians like not even that long ago where you know you like got the big teeth and like uh, and all that shit you know like the oversized teeth and the slanty eyes and shit well, you, you do that, you'd do, be out. I mean, imagine if you did the stuff you used to do in Houston, talking about your foot massages. I feel like that would have gotten you fired now. And it was all speaking glowingly of the people. That's the amazing thing in that is it was all meant to be, it was all meant in a good way. Like it shouldn't be offensive if you are accurately depicting what somebody sounds like. And you're not That's what impressions it, are. You're not doing it in a hateful way. Correct. But I don't even think people care about whether or not it's hateful or not anymore. They just hear you doing it. Yeah. And maybe that was program director Jonathan's point today when he's like, well, the wrong person hears it. Like, I'm literally on the air saying that Hispanic people are getting shit on on Cinco de Mayo and nobody seems to care. Now, again, I don't think Mexicans care either. They're just having a good time, want to drink, you'll have a wonderful time. But, uh... So basically yeah. what you're saying is that Mexicans can take a joke more 
sure. than other races. Oh, absolutely. And Hispanics in general can take a And joke. I don't think Asians give a fuck. Because Asians are like the smartest of everybody. Oh, I guess, and we can't make fun of Indian people. Dot or Feather. Cannot. Because, I mean, obviously we had to change the name of baseball teams, right? So, I mean, you obviously, they're a protected class. Well, and yeah. by the way, I'm, I'm kind of fine with it. I know I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, why change the name of the Indians? That's bullshit. It's always been kind of weird to me that just a race of people is the name of a team. Is the mascot like, hey, we're the Indians. Like, it's weird to me. Like, you don't have the Caucasians or the blacks or the whatever. So it is what it is. And and I've always been kind of, I'm not offended by it. If they'd stay the Indians forever, I'm not going to go protest outside of opening day and try to fight some Cleveland McDougal over it. But I will say that it's, it's weird to me is all. But Indians you can't make fun of. Indian folks like Pakistani type Indians you can't make fun of, you know, like that's why homeboy stopped doing the voice of a poo, right? To Hank Azaria. You had to stop doing that. So that's a no go. Basically white people and Hispanic people. And I would argue, well, I would say that we both have a better sense of humor. I don't think white people at this point in America have a sense of humor at all. Because on one hand, you've got the liberal white people who are just the least humorous people on the planet. And the other side only sees you basically each side only sees humor whenever it's mocking the other side like we can act like conservatives have like a sense of like self uh, deprecation they do not no they do not that's why so many of them fall for bullshit onion headlines on on uh, facebook and it's like neither side has any self-deprecating humor abilities nobody does but i think mexicans do hispanic people do I think they still exist in a world where they all just kind of laugh. You know what? I think I want to be Hispanic. Can I convert? Is that a thing yet? Can you convert races yet or nationalities yet? You can change your sex, right? right? So I just want to be Hispanic. I think I've made that decision. They seem to have a good time with shit. I'm in. So uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. What else is going on today? Um... Did Jerry Jones uh, get caught with a hooker or something? No, he got in a car accident. Oh, same thing. And he was transported with minor injuries to the hospital. But the thing that everyone, of course, took away from the story is the intersection where this happened, according to the internet, is known for prostitution and sex trafficking. Oh, boy. I want me some glory. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Dallas area, but it happened near Wolf and Harry Hines. And I guess Harry Hines is, like, notorious for this kind of stuff. Harry Hines sounds like a place where it'd be notorious for sex. I want me some glory. Give me some of that Harry Hines. Would you be surprised that Jerry Jones was rolling through the the area of prostitution? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because, it, like, Jerry Jones, it's pretty well documented that the guy fucks around, right? So, I mean, whatever. At least there's stories about it. He's got, like, the alleged legitimate kid and he had the picture grabbing that chick's titties in the bathroom she dropped that lawsuit oh okay well then okay um but i like the idea that jerry jones i mean guessing jerry jones fucked the mom i mean i i'm thinking he probably did the guy gets around he's rich rich dudes like to fuck it is what it is you know um but i don't know that jerry jones being as high profile of a person as as he is in dallas i don't know that he's trolling the red light district looking for (laughs) some bus station skanks when he can you know get the high-end broads I want me some glory hope. Now, on the other hand, maybe that's the rush he gets. Maybe he knows he can pay for the high-end chicks. Well, so yeah, maybe I mean, he wants, you know, like the bad Santa-type hookers, you know, or like the one that uh, Borat was banging. Or, I mean, Robert Kraft, why would he just go to the, the massage parlor? That's true, too. I mean, sometimes you do dumb things. Maybe it's like hookers at the point. But again, I don't know for sure if this stretch, if it's just like one stretch or if it's just Twitter overreacting, which is very possible. Yeah. So I'd have to ask someone. Maybe you can text... Uh, 
Martin. Hey, same Martin. Hispanic Harry friend. Hines. Like, I think everybody <laughs> knows what part of their town is the hooker part. Like in Baton Rouge, you'd always hear, like, hey, you don't want to go down to like Plank Road, Florida Boulevard area. Right. That's where the hookers are hanging outside the shitty hotels, the motels, man. I, I, like, or we were driving through Allentown and Gru showed us the hooker area there. Yeah. So every town's got it. Every town has an Elm Street and every town has the hooker area. So take that for what it is. But I would say that my guess is he was not down there trolling for some snatch. I mean, it is funny that that's where this car accident took place. It is, but I don't, I can't, it, I have a like hard it's time. More so, it's just a joke. It's a funny joke. It is, me. it like, is. But then, I mean, I'm going to look into it in a serious way here because I'm, I'm curious. Might he have actually been down there looking for snatch? And I don't know. Maybe I, he I, was just trying to uh, save some some girls. Maybe. Maybe was, he was trying to see if anywhere Dallas Cowboy cheerleader worthy and he was going to pull them from their misery. Yep. And give them a new life. I will save you, for I am Jerry Jones, and I will save the day for you. That had to be what it was, right? That I think it is. He was trying to help these wayward women find their, he was going to help them find their path. Or he was just looking for the glory hole. I want me some glory hole. What else is going on? Obviously, the Sixers lost. We talked a little bit yep. about that. I mean, look, I mean, it's not even fun to mock them. I wish it was. I wish I could sit back and kind of just rejoice in James Harden losing, but it doesn't even feel good anymore because, like, the guy is donezo. And they're waiting and seeing for Embiid for Game 3. Honestly, I would just say, you know what? Let's just pack it up for the year. You have to win four of the next five games, right, to win the series. Um, and may, and I'm, I'm not saying they can't, but the guy's not going to be 100%. I don't think you go out there and break your face and then come back and be yeah. like, well, ready to play. Well, and he had the finger issue too, right, didn't he? And the hand, yeah, his hand was an issue. I'd say, you know, just kind of ride this thing out, fire Doc, which they may. I mean, you never know at this point. Might well. bring an old M MDA, baby. They might bring him in. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's not, not even fun. That That's what hurts me is, like, I, I do take some joy. And what's funny is now that we don't, like, have the chat going all the time and I don't see the angry McDougals as much, I don't hate them as much. I think this is a good thing just because I don't hate people Yeah, it's just as not much. you just yelling at people and banning people. Correct, and then I don't hate the whole collective. Like, people say, why do you rip Philly people just for the bad ones? Right. And now that I don't really see the bad ones, I don't hate them as much. It's a fascinating thing. Um, but when I when, when I look at this, I say to myself, Josh, go like last night after they lost, I went on there and I was ripping hard in a little bit. And McDougal's not even really fighting anymore He's over admitted it. it. Yeah. It's like it's not even fun. They're like, yeah, well, we know that Harden's not a start, but I want you to think he is so we can argue. This is no fun, McDougal. I want to have a I want to have a back and forth. Well, that was like two months ago when they first got it. Well, yeah, but, well, McDougal's a fraud because two months ago they had us here. No, I'll, I'll, okay, this is where McDougal annoys me. McDougal annoys me because two months ago they get hardened and it's, oh my God, there's finally a legitimate superstar to play alongside and beat. Let's go. And they have a couple games that they win and they're both scoring and they're throwing alley-oops. And oh my God, this team, we finally did it. We finally made it happen. And then if you were to dare say, wait until you see him in the playoffs or you guys don't know, it's, fuck you, bro. You're just mad. Oh, Philly lives rent free in your head. Blah, 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 blah. Now they're able to shift gears and go, yeah, we always knew he sucked. We always knew that. He sucks. Like, no, you didn't. You're full of shit, McDougal, and admit that you were wrong. 
Same way with this Joe Girardi. When they hired Joe Girardi in Philly, I said, it doesn't matter who the manager is. The player's got to be better. Baseball managers mean dick. You know who they want to fire today? Joe Girardi. You know who they loved when they hired him because he had won a World Series and we finally got rid of Gabe Kapler and fuck him? They love Girardi. Year and a half later, they hate him. You know who they hated? Uh, fucking Gabe Kapler, who's five games over 500 against early, but they were a good team last year and they're over 500 this year in San Francisco. McDougal is an inconsistent putz and he'll never admit that he's wrong. There. And now I'm done talking about the Sixers. I'm not going to break down that. I will break down Memphis basketball all day, yes. but I will not break down the shitty 76ers. I also hate how like spread out this Warriors-Grizzlies series seems. Like All these yeah. other series seem to be pretty consistent. Yeah. Like Game two was on Tuesday. Yeah. Now we got to wait till Saturday for game three. It, it's absurd. Hockey just rolls out and they say, your fuckers are playing every other day. No, hockey doesn't give a fuck. I like that. Like Boston, not Boston, but uh, what was that? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh went uh, like three overtimes or two and a half overtimes on Tuesday night. And here they basically, they played a game, almost two full games. And now they're back a day, like half a day or a day or two day later. Like, well, let's go. I had a nice parlay hit last night, though, that involved... Like, this was one that spanned, it was an all-day-long seven-leg parlay. Those are fun. And it involved the Astros needing to win. It involved the Tampa Rays needing to win. So the Astros won easy. Verlander was pitching. They won 7-2. to two. It was never really a, a competitive contest. Then I needed Tampa to win. Well, first, then I needed some random soccer game, like in Guam or some shit, to have a uh, to have a goal in the second half, and I got that easily. Then I needed the Real Madrid and uh, Man City game to have both teams to score. Neither team had scored into like the seventy something minute, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to hit it. And then Man City scores, and they're in the Champions League uh, thing. So basically, they had a 5-3 to three aggregate goal advantage, so they were going to advance. Then Real Madrid scores to tie the uh, actual game at uh, 1, late, like in the 85th minute or something. Then they come back again and score again, and it goes to extra time and they or uh, whatever, and then they end up winning the game there and advancing. So I got that one. Then Tampa's tied nothing-nothing in like the 8th inning. They score three runs there and end up winning. Then it came down to three hockey games, and I just needed two goals from three different teams. I needed two goals from Boston. I, what, I mean, that was minus that 500. That wasn't looking good. They didn't score their first goal in that game. They got their ass whipped. But they didn't score their first goal in that game until about five minutes to go in the second period. And then they scored the second goal, I want to say, with like seven minutes to go in the game. Tampa, I had the Lightning to score twice, and they dominated. They scored five. That was easy. And then I needed the Blues to score twice, and they didn't score until over halfway through the game. And then they scored in the third period to get their second, and then, boom, we hit a parlay. And life was good. It was like 250 to win, like 2,200. So, bang. Victory is ours, I say. Now, don't get, you know, crazy and start putting down, like, $1,000 bets again because you've kind of adapted the new way where you do, like, you know, 10 50 even 100 right yeah i don't do i did do one big one it was on game six of the memphis uh minnesota series it was like even money and i had to put something in because we were we were leaving yeah so and we weren't going to be able to bet on the the app in pennsylvania 
So I said, screw it. I'm going to, I think I put in like 500 on that one for them to win, and they did. But you haven't had to put in any actual money. No, not in a, in a while. long time. Okay, no. good. I'm just making sure you're not back to your gambling addiction ways. No, I'm, I should be. I'm, I'm pretty solid. As long as there's money in there, I'm good. You know, so I'm pretty well, solid. Because before you got crazy and you kept adding money like every week. No, every, every hour. So as long <laughs> as you're not doing that, because we have a uh, vacation coming up that I'd like to be able to pay for, and um, we're probably going to have to get, again, two new tires on the Sonata. So. Yeah. So there. Save that money. You would throw in the gambling account for that. Did we talk yesterday about the weapon that the guy used to yep. attack uh, Chappelle? A very creepy looking gun knife I thing. I know. I showed it to you yesterday on here. Yeah. That was pretty wild. And I saw that Howie Mandel fell into the group of people that are like, well, Will Smith opened the door for this. And uh, and I'm sure people are ripping him now because God forbid you say that a black guy went out and slapped a dude in the face on stage and that opened the door for other people to do dumb yeah. shit. Well, Howie Mandel also defended Roseanne, so he's he's two for two. Yeah, there you go. All right, who do I need to tell them about? We need to tell them about Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company, Billy and his sister Mary. And, of course, uh, they're in the plumbing business. So if you want to get your, uh, your tarlets running, you want to uh, maybe get one of those tankless water heaters, which are excellent, if I may say. Uh, you can reach out to Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters, drain cleaning. They'll do it all for you. And, uh, hey, they'll take good care of you. They're good people. Billy and his sister Mary are great. We love them. Uh, we appreciate that they are uh, very loyal to the show and have been for a very, very long time. And according to AqueductPlumbingCompany.com, their website, you can book a job online. There you go. You can do that. Get a free quote online as well. 281-488-6238. AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. Great people. They're at your disposal. I did send an email today uh, to Richard's wife, Christy, uh, with an idea for a shirt. I sent her the uh, live your life, love your dog, drink beer shirt idea. So we'll see where that goes. See if that gets any uh, mileage on it. I think that's a great shirt. Yep. So, um, yeah. There you go. That's everything there is today. You know, I've, I've really actually been enjoying doing the podcast the last couple of days. Well, it makes a difference. It's a whole different vibe. It is. And again, it makes it, I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on the people in the chat, no. Ace and, and, and Joe. No, we and, love our uh, chat people. But again, I think that's why I think like having- Honestly, it's a me thing. I can't concentrate when there's, that's why I never used to look at texts or tweets or anything during a radio show. I can't concentrate. And I think what happens is it takes me off the path. And sometimes that's good to kind of go off. But uh, it's hard for me to focus when there's, you know, 10, you know, like 10 yeah, just coming think, in that throw me off, you know? I also think, like, our, our chat group, like, we've all become, like, legitimate friends. Yeah. So I think sometimes it becomes a little almost inside. I think that's fair. So the people who are listening to the podcast who don't watch Twitch are like, what? What's happening? Who cares? I don't get the joke. Yeah. That's why I think doing, like, you know, a monthly or a bi-monthly, every couple week drinking show on Twitch to hang with our friends... I agree. And then try to get more people to join it I agree. might be the move. There you go. All right. Also, make sure you leave your messages on the iHeartRadio app. Just uh, click the little microphone on the Josh Ennis podcast. Just thoughts. And uh, leave your just thoughts. Just thoughts for us. And uh, we'll play some of those tomorrow. So, hey, I'll tell you this. You know, we were planning on scaling back and doing like consistently three days a week. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I feel so good and there's so much happening that... I like, and I basically we left the door open. So well, that's we got, why we did it. Correct. So we could, if there's some weeks nothing's happening, there's three. Some weeks there might be four or five. Like I'm, we're doing another one tomorrow. I'm feeling frisky. So um, anyway, you guys are great. Appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you later.